What is up, everybody? This is Cooper Ruling. Welcome to Coop Scoop. Uh, this is my first podcast episode I've ever done or ever made in my entire life. And I'm super excited for this and this opportunity. Um, just something fun for me to do, just to kind of share what God's been showing me in my life, um, where I've been at, what he's doing through me, what he is showing me. And I hope um, the reason that I'm doing this is I hope that you can find encouragement in it, that it is something that is found beneficial to you guys. And I hope that by listening to this podcast, it is um, something beneficial for y'all. And so um, before, you know, before I get dive into James, I just want to say, you know, our purpose as believers is to bring God glory um, through our good times and through our bad times. And we're going to be talking about trials and tough situations and sufferings of this world that are hard but it's so worth our end goal and so like what's our mindset how do we prepare for these battles and going into them because being a christian in this world is so hard because we have a culture that's so far from god and the culture so changing and telling us that to fit in to be accepted we have to do what they're doing but being a christian being the call to be a believer means the call to live opposite of how the world is telling us to live. And so, you know, what's our perspective of it? How do we respond to it? And what's the end result? And what's the ultimate purpose of our trials? So point one is God allows trials. It is, you know, it's okay to ask God um, and wrestle with things that he sends our way. But what's not okay is to seek him or is to not seek him because we don't like his plan because it's not the plan that we want. And so why does he allow trials and toughness upon us if he really loves us? Why does he allow that upon us? Um, I'm going to read James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. Kind of all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for to know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. What is a trial? What is the testing, you know, a, test, a trial is a testing of our faith. And so the qu- the question has to be asked, why does God allow our faith to be tested? Um, you know, the purpose of our faith being tested, one, ultimately is for us in our hard times and in our tough times, is to draw close to the Lord and find our joy completely and solely on Him and in His Word. Our purpose is... You know, these purpose of these trials are to grow us spiritually and ultimately to give God glory through our good and bad times. So, like, what's our mindset? How should we prepare our mind when times of these arise? Because they are going to come. We will face sufferings in this world. If you are a believer, you will face sufferings. If you are truly set on Jesus, if you are truly set on his word, If you are a true follower of the Lord, you will face hard situations in your life. So what is our mindset? We got to be prepared. And so I'm going to read 1 Peter 5, 8 through 11. And it says, be sober minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him. Firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you 
to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Be sober-minded. What does that look like? What does that, you know, what does that really mean for us as Christians? What does it mean to be sober-minded? And so being sober-minded is we have to be spiritually vigilant. It says, you know, it says right here, it says, the devil is prowling around like a roaring lion, and he's ready to attack, and he is ready to pounce on us, looking for someone to devour. We have to be firm in our faith, it says. Being firm in our faith, what does that look like? What does it mean to be sober-minded? It means that stop drowning your mind with things of the world and stop looking for peace and things of the world and set your mind on things of an eternity by seeking the only thing that's going to give you peace, the only thing that's going to give you satisfaction, and that is Jesus Christ. That is God. That is his word. When we are not in the word daily, when we are not consistently seeking the Lord, that is when we fall into our sin way easier than we would be as if we were consistently seeking the Lord. Because the one way that we fight our sin, the one way that we stand against the devil is through the word of God. And if we are not filling our minds with that, he is ready to devour us. We are weak apart from Christ. Apart from him, we are nothing. Only through him that we have life. He brought us out of the darkness. He called us out of the darkness to live for him. And so we must set our minds on that. And so when trials come, when the devil tries to attack us, when situations arise, what does it look like to be firm in your faith? And so if you have your Bibles, you can go to Matthew chapter 7. And I believe it's verse 24, yes, 24 through 27. And it says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Every year, I go to the beach. Every summer, my family and we have family friends, and we go to the beach for a week, and it's a great time just unplugging from the world and relaxing and spending time with our family um, and God's creation, and it's fun. But every year, um, one year we out there, it was burning up. It was like 98 degrees. And I'm telling you, I'm sweating and I'm working hard. I'm building the sandcastle. And I'm telling you, after an hour and a half, two hours of just working so hard in the sandcastle, building the sandcastle up, we went up for dinner. And after I came back down from dinner, my sandcastle was gone. And what would happen was the high tide came in while we were up at dinner and it knocked over my sandcastle and it was com completely washed away and pulled it back out into the sea. Why? Why did my sandcastle fall? Like I spent so long on it for it to fall. Why did it fall? Because it didn't have a firm foundation. Same thing with us as believers. If we are constantly building our life up in this world and building such a huge um, accomplishments and all these things that are temporary in this world, it means nothing to an eternity. It says there's a wise and a foolish man right there in Matthew 7, 24 through 27. The wise man built his house on the rock, 
And the foolish man built his house on the sand. The foolish man built his house on things of the world, things that are temporary. And when they got pulled out from under him, his life completely shattered. Why? Because it was not built around the word of God. But as believers, we are called to run a race of endurance. To have, be, it says right there in First Peter 5, be firm in your faith. And being firm in your faith means it is a daily battle. It is a daily um, desire to seek the Lord and serve the Lord and ultimately bring him glory through our lives. And so build your house on a foundation. Build your life around the word of God, things of eternity. So like I said, be sober-minded. It must be set on Christ. Our thinking and our lives must be set around the word of God because if it is not, it is so easy to fall when tough times come our way. And like I said, it's the purpose of our trials. It's a testing of our, a testing of our faith. Are you really going to stay true to what you said you say? You, does, are you really going to stay true to what you said you would when tough times come? Like you say you love the Lord, but you, are you still going to love him when tough times come? Are you still going to seek him? Are you still going to give him the exact same amount of glory when these tough times come? Because then and only then is your faith tested. And that's where you find where your foundation is. Point two, God is with you through the trials. How do we respond? Like, what's our mindset going into this? Like, one, rest and knowing that God is with you and he wants you to cast your burdens on him. But he is ready to take it on with you. But you have to allow him to. If you are not seeking him and if you do not allow him to go alongside you through what you are dealing with and you feel alone and then we have the audacity to question God, where are you at, God? God's like, man, I'm right here. I'm going to give you a few verses through this, a few verses through the Bible that just show that God is with us. Deuteronomy 31 8, it says, you know, he, God goes before us. Nehemiah 8 10, don't grieve for the joy of the Lord is our strength. Psalm 55 22, cast your burdens on the Lord and he will sustain you and he will, he will never permit the righteous to be moved. Psalm 9 9, the Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble, and those who know your name. Put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. You see, O Lord, you have not forsaken those who seek you. See, the Lord will never forsake us, but we forsake the Lord. And it's important to have that foundation. And it says, we're about to get in Romans 12, talking about the renewal of our mind. Like the Lord is always faithful to us. He is faithful. He always is. Even when we're unfaithful, God is still faithful. God is with you. He wants your burdens. It says, the Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Man, and those who know your name put their trust in you. Man, seek the Lord, and he's going to give you peace. And you're going to find your joy in knowing that he is in control. We're going to open up to uh, Romans 12. I'm going to read it real quick, and it states this. Give me a second as I flip here. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Man. Don't be conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Like I said a few minutes ago, like 
our thinking must be set up Christ. Our lives must be shaped around his word. And we have to renew ourselves in that daily. It is a constant battle. We must daily be in the word. We must daily be on our knees. We must renew ourselves spiritually daily because when we don't, we fall because we cannot do this on our own. God fights our battles, and we can't take the one thing and the one person that fights our battles out of our life because when we do, we fall, and when we fall, we fall tremendously. So count it joy. We respond when times like these come. Ultimately, our purpose is to bring him glory, but we have to find our joy in knowing he is in control and that we can rest in knowing that the God who overcame this world is in control of our times. Renew your mind in that daily. Renew your mind in knowing that apart from Christ, we are nothing. Apart from him, we have no purpose. Apart from him, we are dead. John 16, verses 33, says this. I have said these things to you, that in me you, have made, in me you, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart. I've overcome the world. And God has promised us for those who love him and that are called according to his purpose. Like we, he has promised us an eternity in heaven with him for those who love him, for those who seek him, and for those who live a life glorifying and honoring to him. He says, yes, this world is tough. The sufferings in this world are not easy, but it's worth it. Take heart. I've overcome the world. It's temporary suffering. It is worth it. It is worth it. Fight through it. Take heart. You're only here for a short time. And so while we're here, my, we'll just go into point number three. He gets the glory. We know that we can bring him glory in all that we do. That is our purpose. And it's clearly throughout all the Bible, you know, and all things that you do, whether you eat or whether you drink, do it all for the glory of God. Like everything that we do must be pointed back to God because like I said earlier, apart from him, we are dead and apart from him, we are nothing. We deserve hell. We are sinful, broken people. And without him, we are nothing. Where God has you, whether you're in a tough situation, whether you're in a good time, whether you're in the mountain or in the valley, God gets glory and we are called to glorify him. So wherever you are, come at it with the mindset of God. Yeah, this is tough. But I know you're in control. What can I do to serve you and bring you glory? What can I do to share your word and share your message to others? How can I share this peace that I have to other people? Ultimately, how can I bring you glory? First Peter 2, 9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and who was wonderful light. That is a perfect verse of our purpose. Man, it says... He called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Like we are called, we are a chosen people and we are called out of darkness so that we may go declare his praises to all nations. The Great Commission, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to bring him glory. That is our purpose. And so whether the trial, whether your situation turns out how you want it to, Know that it's going to turn out how God wants it to. God's plan is not the same as ours. But we have to trust in him and rest in him and knowing that no matter what we go through, he gets our glory. So what's our mindset? It's a battle. It's a struggle to be a believer in Christ. Every day, we have to fill our mind with the word of God, with the love of God. Because when we don't, 
when we stray ourselves from the word of God, the devil will use our mind against us and he will make us fall into sin and the temptation and he wants to pull us away from Christ. Rest in him daily. Seek him daily. Trust in God. He's promised us He's promised us an eternity with him. Trusting him means trusting. Trusting his promise means trusting everything that he takes us through to get to that promise. Take heart. It is worth it. Everything that this world has to offer is temporary. You can build your life in this world. You become a millionaire. You can have all the awards. You know, even Tom Brady said it after one of his Super Bowls. You know, he goes, there's just got to be more. He's a non-believer. He doesn't have it. And he's won the Super Bowl countless times. And he's like, there's got to be more out there because this isn't satisfying. And it might have been for a time, but the world is a temporary a temporary place, which means the things in it are temporary, which means the joy and the happiness and the peace that you get from this world is temporary. And I'm telling you, the only way you're going to find an everlasting love and an everlasting peace is through Jesus Christ. He is the only way. Seek him. Rest in him. It's easier said than done because we live in a culture that is constantly pulling us away from Christ. That is saying, for you to fit in, for you to be loved, you have to do this. But God's like, you are loved by me, and that is enough. You do not need this world. You are called to be different, a city on a hill. Live bold. Live out the gospel. Rest in him. That is how we respond. We shape our lives around him. And no matter what comes our way, we know that he is a stronghold for us, and we can rest in knowing he is in control. Thank you guys for tuning into my first episode. Um, I'm very excited. I hope that um, gives some encouragement to you. Man, we have a brotherhood. Man, I, I we'll go back to First Peter 5 real quick. It says, you know, we have a brotherhood. You're not alone. You have brothers and sisters suffering as well. Run with them. Encourage them. Push one another to Christ. As iron sharpens iron, so as one man sharpens another. Come together as believers. Sharpen one another. Run with endurance and make a difference in this world. For his glory and his glory alone. So thank you guys for tuning in. Much love. Um, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. You are dismissed. <laughs>